Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. Hey everybody! Welcome to the Horror Apocalypse. Uh, I I am your host. My we're fucked today. I am your host, <laughs> Michael. I'm here with my co-host, my wonderful partner in crime, Christopher. Hey, Chris, how are you today? Uh, just learning that I have to hit this little mute button on the computer, or it makes noises. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I just muted everything. Shit. That that is fantabulous. Yeah, so you can't hear me or anybody else right now. No, no, I can now. I, I figured out if I hit unmute, the sound comes back. Oh, okay. We'll we'll run with that. <laughs> All right. So a couple of things to get out of the way first. Jacqueline Rubio, nice shirt, Michael. Thank you. That is this awesome shirt that Jackie sent to me. Let me. Oh, very nice. It, well, you... I probably have to stand up on my. Fat yeah, why don't you stand up? Like, stand up and give us a twirl. No, no um, uh, <laughs> Jackie sent this uh, to me, and as a thank you, we are reviewing her movie today, Pin, Plastic Nightmare, and she is watching us, so thank you, thank you. So basically, uh, you're saying we can be bought? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Oh, sweet. All right, cool. So I'm going to put my Amazon wish list directly on the page. and uh... <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, sweet. Uh, I have to also say hello, Laura. Hello, David. Hello, Rita. Hello, uh, let's see, who else? Me. Um, Chris. Yeah. <gasps> oh, uh, oh, it's me. He said my name. He said my name. Yay. <laughs> we got a, a good crew tonight. Um, <clears throat> we got Katie. <clears throat> uh, oh, I didn't. Well, <clears throat> I don't see her on here. Hi, Katie. <laughs> she She's she's not waving back. I, I think you insulted her. Ah. Uh, he said, hi, Katie. <laughs> oh, I'm not paying attention. Yeah, that's what I thought. See? Just wave. She's not even paying attention. Yeah, no, no. Right. She's, no she's waving now. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's get uh, down to business today. Chris, what have you been up to? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, and hi to Kevin. Um, what have uh, I been up to? Well, you know, you're working. Uh, we uh, uh, went on our on our venture last last weekend and uh, went to Katie's uh, little gathering of family and stuff like that, where everybody was, of course, six feet apart from each other and everybody wore masks. And Not according to the pictures I saw. Yeah, yeah, I'm lying about the whole thing. <laughs> um, no, no, I, uh, I, I got completely hammered, uh, which I had not been like that in a very, very, very long time. It was a very good feeling. I felt fantastic in the morning just to find out of all the horrible things I did from the moment after the pictures to the moment I woke up. So uh, it went well. It went very, 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 uh, very well. Uh, I think we are now, oh, we're officially out of Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, it's season one. We are now in season two. And we watch anything else other than this thing this week? No, shaking our head. No. Um, you know, and then, you know, other stuff and whatever. How about you? What are you looking uh let's see well first i just realized i forgot to fill out the board that i usually have hanging up here um uh, so you're gonna see me kind of every so often kind of looking over to see what my notes are supposed to be anyway uh but i went on a massive movie watching binge this last week uh maniac cop one through three 
Uh, Trancers, one through six. Subspecies, one through four. Uh, Pathology. Some other movie that uh, Rita made me watch last night about uh, Ethan Hawke as a suicidal priest. Um, That sounds, you know... Written and directed by the guy who did uh, Passion for Christ, Passion of Christ, The Passion of Christ. Um, did, so yeah, I watched that, the. Isn't that Mel Gibson? No, wait. Wait, he directed Passion, didn't he? Maybe I'm thinking of a Last Temptation of Christ. I'm thinking. Oh, of. oh. Yeah, First Reformed was the name of the movie. That was. Um, we're not allowing her to pick any movies anymore, <laughs> but I did kind of force her to sit through subspecies one through four in like a day. So uh, uh, maybe it was payback. Also, to be fair, um, we were texting last night. We were both watching the tonight's movie, and uh, you had a problem that I didn't have. <laughs> yes, she would not shut up. <laughs> we 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 both had opposite problems. You had that as a problem. Our problem was every time you heard uh, Pin's voice, my volume, I shit you not, kept on getting lower and lower, and I kept on having to make it louder and louder. Katie kept looking at me going, did you hear that? I'm like, I know I'm not hearing anything. I kept making it louder. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, it kept on making make itself lower. So I, when I said to you, I was like, I keep on having audio problems. Like I couldn't hear a damn thing. It could have been the fact we were stoned. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure <laughs> on that. I'm, I'm more 50, 50, uh, but uh, you didn't have the audio problem. So maybe, maybe it was, uh, uh, it was, what, what was it? Shark? That was called whatever the hell it was. I, I forget. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, we, um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yes. Uh, Jackie, the Ethan Hawk priest movie first reformed was bad. Uh, Laura says she loves pathology. I don't know why that was a really bad movie. Um, let's see. I don't see. think I've ever seen pathology. Sounds yeah, that, oddly. Last Temptation with Scorsese. It's I gotta look it up. The the movie was done by somebody that had something to do with a Christ movie. I forget exactly what it was. Um Jesus Christ Superstar? No, no, no. Maniac Cop is fantastic. And um let's see. Rita says my heart is <laughs> I had the same audio problem watching it on YouTube. See, we didn't. Ah. Oh. So you're you're lucky, Chris. All right. Uh, yeah, I probably am way luckier than you, really, than you think. And I can't wait till we actually start talking about this because uh, I have a couple things I, wa- I want to bring out that I noticed right. about it. So, Well, let's get right into it. Have you seen it before and would you recommend it? Oh, you want to jump into that first? Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's according to my board that I can still see. So so it's half wiped off is basically what you're, what you're saying? Well, no, it's, it's there. I just, uh, I'm kind of at an angle, so. Um. I've never seen this before, uh, and you know, I would recommend it. I would, but not for the reasons that you think. Not because it's good. I <laughs> by any any shape of shape of the no I no slash. Gonna, I think slash we're gonna have some different reviews here. Yeah, right. yeah. You know what? Slash that. I take that back. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't go on a second date, but. I didn't hate it either. I so think I think no and yes. Yeah, I think I'm friend zoning the movie is basically <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, My wife just no, came that... in and she's holding the board up for me. <laughs> we're, oh, we're good. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I have not seen it before myself, and um, you can just leave it right there. Thank you, though. <laughs> right where it was. 
Um, I have not seen it before, but yes, I would most. No, no, back where it was because now I can't see it. <laughs> now turn it around completely. Okay, that works. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Anyway, no, I have not seen it before. Yes, I would definitely recommend it. I thought it was a really good movie, and like it says in the show notes, it's a it's a fun story about psychosis, loss, and yeah. uh, budding poetry. So, I would definitely recommend it. Um, this what we're talking about today is Pin, a plastic nightmare from 1988. It is rated R, uh, directed by Sandor Stern. Um, we got to look that up. Oh, well, I know um, this movie. Yeah, I'm thinking about First Reformed. I'm getting all confused now. First Reformed was directed by something to do with a movie about Christ. This guy is uh, known for the movie Amityville, Evil Escapes, and uh, a handful of episodes of Touched by an Angel, and everything else I had absolutely no recollection of on his list. So these are the only things I could think of. The very first thing, by the way, that pops up, known mm-hmm. for, very first thing, the Mod Squad. Oh, uh, Sandor? Uh, yes, uh, Mod yeah. Squad writer from 72 to 73, so apparently didn't either like that job or they didn't like him. Yeah. Uh, this movie, it uh, pulls in a 6.6 on IMDb, uh, 72% with Google users, and a Rotten Tomato score of 58%. So it is pretty, pretty average down the middle uh, on all fronts here. Um, but this movie, it's about... Uh, it starts off with uh, Dr. Frank Linden. He's, um, I believe it's just a pediatric uh, doctor. But he, for some reason, has a uh, adult male anatomically correct medical dummy in his medical office. And uh, he calls it PIN, which is short for Pinocchio, and uh, talks through it via ventriloquism. And it's supposed to kind of help put the kids at ease. Uh, but... His two kids, Leon and Ursula, um, learn all about their body through it. Uh, they hear this completely different voice. So they kind of grow up um, believing that Pin actually talks to them. And what kind of worried me about this was it felt like Ursula, uh, she knew. I mean, she she caught on. She caught to, to grips with it pretty pretty quick. But way later in her life... You know, wasn't she like 15, 16 when she realized the pin uh, wasn't real? Well, I, I don't I don't think it was a realization that the pin wasn't real. I, at some point in time when they're still kids, and I, I think it was during the sex talk that he had to have with them. Uh, she that, was like 15. Was she like 15? I think the sex talk was earlier than that. Like they were both kids standing in front of pin. And, oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. And he was doing the voice from behind them, and the daughter turns around mm-hmm. and sees him, and then she puts it together. So she kind of, she kind of, well, is obviously way well smarter than than her brother. We'll we'll put it that way. But uh, she figured it out kind of early on, but never for whatever reason decided to tell her um, brother that, you know, it's dead, right? Like mm-hmm. she just never said anything which I, I think is hysterical that no one ever said this to the kid. Yeah. Um, 15 was the abortion. That's right. You're right. Uh, right. What's that? Uh, Katie just uh, reminded me. Uh, the whole reason why they had the sex talk happened to begin with is because she found a porno. That's right. And they, uh... and they were caught. 
<laughs> yeah, and she was wondering if her mom's breasts look like that and mm-hmm. uh, all that fun stuff. Yep. Are you having a problem? Or Yeah, um, every time you talk, it comes through kind of crackly. Really? Yeah, that could just be, be me, but... Um, so I'll deal with it. I was just checking all my connections to make sure everything is good. Anybody? Do I sound crackly? Well, we're not going to wait for that. Um, keep going. (laughs) So, uh, but the father seems to be very kind of cold and distant with the kids. So they're not really invested into, (laughs) uh, David, it's pin is the name of a P I N. Um, so they're not really kind of they're not getting the love from their father that they're supposed to be getting. Um, but Leon kind of, kind of goes crazy with this. He, he never catches on and catches grips with the fact that pin isn't real to him. Pin is, is a friend. It's, it's somebody who gives him, you know, information about life and, and so on just so happens that he can only do it when the father is in, um, in the room. He's not allowed to talk to the kids if he's, you know, not there. And I think that's what kind of, forced uh leon to kind of take on the persona of pin and become the the character so the character can speak with him and, and communicate and he can have that connection even when the father wasn't there and that's why it was kind of this secret thing you know you know what else too is that uh the father is terry o'quinn mm-hmm. also very famously known for being a stepfather <laughs> yeah that is also along the same no, no, I'm not even going to say that because stepfather was completely crazy. At least in this in this former fashion, you know, he had love for his children. Mm-hmm. You know, he made them all answer a question before they went to bed. You know, to try to make sure that they knew things and they were smart enough and and whichever. You know, he um, uh, used to ask the daughter simple questions. You know, whichever, like count to ten, type of thing, and then give her a little kiss, kiss goodnight. She go to bed. Then he would you know, turn to his son and, and ask for the theory of relativity. And he would stand there like, I don't know that. And he'd be like, well, we'll go to bed anyway. You know, yeah. So he did have a little bit uh, more love than the stepfather character did. Yeah, exactly. And hair. What's that? And, and, and hair, hair, yeah. yeah. The, uh, I'm looking it up right now because I, I forgot to write this in my notes. But um, the kid who played Leon, did you uh, recognize Oh, yes. Him? That's why I wanted to bring it up. Uh so I'm a big sci-fi nerd, um, as I think I mentioned many times before. Uh, I've seen every episode of Stargate SG-1. I've seen every episode of Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. And the moment this movie started, the first name I recognized, I saw David Hewlett. And I went, mm-hmm. no, this can't be David Hewlett. And as we're watching it, and you know, you, you watch him get older to the point where he's David Hewlett. Um, to me, I, I was in awe. Hold on, we lost you. We lost you. Hold on. Why are you muted? All right, say something. Hear me now? Yep, but you're still crackling. Oh, it's all crackling again. Why am I getting crackly today? Uh, so you're hearing the crackle now? Yeah. But only when yeah. you talk. Yeah. I'm noticing that. 
Well, I'm using the uh, the computer for uh, for the microphone. I, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Maybe something's too close to it. Mm. The, uh, uh, it may have to do with the connection with your your headset too. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. I'm gonna unplug my headset. Plug it back in. Ooh. Sorry, folks. Is that any better? No. No. Maybe it's not it. Hang on, I'm gonna mute myself and I'll mute myself. Mute. Unmute. Still crackly, huh? Yeah. What if I turn the volume down on this? Any better? No. No. And no better there. We're such professionals, and this is all going to be edited, edited out on the actual oh, completely. release copy. Completely. Microphone access on this device. Hey, that camera you sent me, does that have a microphone built in? Yes, it does. I see your lips moving, but nothing is coming out. Oh, it looks like Chris had some sort of recognition. Yeah. Is that any better? Oh. No, much worse. Worse. And there he goes again. Thank you for bearing with us, everyone. Is that any better? No. No. Well, this is just bizarre. And I can't explain it at all. I have no explanation. Hopefully, what we'll audio do you have running up. through your laptop? Uh, the audio I have running through my laptop right now is uh, just the webcam and these and the uh, headphones. That's it. Take the headphones out and plug them directly into the H four that you have. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, but then you wouldn't be able to hear me, would you? I did for some reason. Do you have the H4 plugged into the... Nope. No. But still, every time you talk, we get a crackle. What's going on? Well, they're saying the crackling isn't bad, so I guess we can just uh, keep going with it. Okay. And we'll we'll figure it out as we go. But if it comes out on the All recorded right. track, we're gonna have to do this whole episode again. Yeah, let's try not to have to do that. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So what what I'll do is I'll I'll speak only when I really have to speak. Then just to keep it. But uh, yes. anywho, so oh, you son of a bitch, you're doing this. <laughs> um. So uh, okay. David Hewlett, yes, uh, Rodney McKay. <laughs> From Stargate, SG-1, Stargate Atlantis. He looks a, so different in this movie versus what he looks like when we actually meet the guy in, in Stargate. Uh, well, it's one, almost a 30-year difference. <laughs> oh, I know. It, it's it's amazing, though. He looks like Zack from Saved by the Bell in this movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wish at, at some point in time we need a side-by-side -side comparison to go, Here's Zach from Saved by the Bell 30 years ago, and here's Zach from Saved by the Bell now. Here's him from 30 years ago, and here's him now. Huge, huge, huge difference. Do you have your phone near any of your electronics? And I open? moved it. 
I moved it. I thought yeah, maybe that was it too. Like open and on. Uh, it is, but it always is. Yeah. My my phone's completely away. Yeah, it's still happening. I just turned it off. Try moving the H4 away from the laptop. It is away. Well, that didn't sound too too bad. Really? Move it further. No, nah, it doesn't matter. It's still coming matter. through. Okay. Yeah. I tried. It it has to do with the audio that's connected to the Zoom. I don't think it's anything to do with that. So the only audio that's connected to the Zoom is is the microphone. Yeah. yeah. You got your XLR cables all plugged in nice and tight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although, you know what? I'll double check this one just to be on the safe side because I did have to adjust the microphone. <laughs> there we go. I think we're good as far as that goes. Ah, it's still there. Anyway, um, yeah, I, we were watching that movie, and I, I didn't really recognize him right off the bat. So, of course, I have my phone open, and I'm kind of going through everything, and I have IMDb pulled up, and I'm looking at the different... Um, uh, the different actors and actresses and stuff because I thought Ursula was was really cute so I kind of wanted to see who she was and see if there was anything else that she had done that I may want to watch. Yeah. Um. So uh, when I saw him, I'm like, why does that guy look a little familiar? I clicked on it and I'm like, oh, he's from Stargate. Oh, oh my God, he does not look well right now. <laughs> and I turned it and I showed uh, Rita and I'm like, um, yeah. honey, he, he didn't age well. <laughs> and she said, no, no, he did not. So I was a little surprised, and then when I recognized him more from Stargate, I was like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Oh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> but, I, um, I, I was kind of in the same boat with it, too, and it looked like I kept on just staring at him in the eyes because mm -hmm. I, you've seen Atlantis, so you know Rodney McKay, you know oh, his mannerisms. No, I have not and, seen Atlantis. <gasps> never seen it. it really? Mm -hmm. Wow, you need to watch Atlantis. Good show. But he was uh, in SG-1 in Universe, and I did see those. He was. Yep, he was. Uh, but his character was really defined in, in Atlantis, and mm -hmm. his mannerisms and, like, everything, like, when, when you stare at him and go, look at him smile, it's hysterical, because it's it's the same guy. It's just mm -hmm. much older and much more let go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. So probably one of the most traumatic parts in this movie uh, was also... Uh, what just happens to young Leon he goes in and he's trying to talk to pin and he's trying to get pin to say something when he's a little kid, it wasn't much uh, longer after the, the whole sex talk thing. Um, but he's, he's in there trying to talk to pin and he hears a noise and he kind of hides behind the curtain and in comes, um, uh, the nurse, uh, for his father and she's kind of putting everything away and she looks over and sees pin and she kind of looks back at the door, looks at pin and, kind of gets everything and walks over to him and I'm like oh no 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 this can't be going the way I think it's going and then she starts like pulling up her her nurse's uh dress I'm like no 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 this can't be going where it's going in my head I'm screaming and crying and Rita's looking at it like uh what that's okay because Leon was also screaming and crying it, on the inside yes on the inside um but the nurse ends up flashing pin and then dragging Pin over to the emergency or to the uh, examination table, and she just goes to town with him. And she is humping, <laughs> she is humping the friggin' dummy, mm -hmm. not Leon, but um, Pin. Yeah. 
And oh my God, this I think this is what kind of further traumatizes him when he kind of watches this because I mean, a you you see the look on his face. I mean, he has yeah. pain and anguish and, and confusion and everything going through him right now as he's watching this woman. And it's not like she's humping the doll. She lays down and puts the doll on top of her and is moving the doll herself. Yeah. It's like, come on. Um, anyway, then we cut to, you know, Leon's a little older. I think we're, we're right around 18. Now he's in, uh, he's in high school. Um, and at one point he, uh, the father comes in and catches Leon having a conversation with pin and he hears the voice and he begins to, to kind of realize, Oh, Oh shit, I've fucked my kid up. <laughs> you know, I, I should have told him from the beginning, but you know, he tells him to leave out the back cause he doesn't want the mother to, to see him sneaking out. Um, he gathers up all the, the papers he needs for this big speech that he's going to, and he decides he's going to take pin with him. And I think he was trying to get rid of pin. He's going to leave it, yeah. um, get it out of the office. And Leon will have no access to pin anymore. Um, but in doing this, uh, he's late for the, the speech and he's got to floor it and he's hauling ass and he's trying to, to catch up, uh, make some time. So he's not late for the, the speech and, uh, they have a car accident. They have a car accident because there seems to be road horses across the entire street, just forming a wall. I, I, did you catch that? Turn? Yeah, no, no, it, he did. It, it was it was like he wasn't paying attention, went the wrong way, and all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, you know, closed road, and that was that was it. But it did launch him perfectly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, really perfectly, perfectly enough to kill him. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, everyone in the car is dead. Uh, his mother, his uh, father, not Pin yeah. though. Pin, oh, Pin somehow survives. Um, which, how did that conversation go with the police? You know, we have your father and your mother's belongings. Oh no, I don't, I don't need those. But can I have that dummy back, please? How did that go? <laughs> I, th- I think it went just like that. To be, yeah. to be honest. So we've called your aunt. She's going to come down here and claim you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, the dummy goes in my car, please. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah exactly. So uh, Leon and Ursula are now orphaned. Um, somehow, for some reason, they are. Super excited. Yay, we have no more parents. And then they start planning like fucking children. Oh, we can have pizza tonight. We can have ribs tomorrow. We can have hamburgers. And, and you know, they're planning their life as if they were like five years old. And yeah. that kind of fucked with me a little bit because I'm like, seriously? Your your parents are dead. You, you are old enough. You're in high school. You have capability of, of human function and thought. You should be grieving your parents, not planning out your your bachelor chow menu for the next you know week. But in doing that, they also um, their aunt has decided that she's going to move in. Um, she's going to come in. She's going to live in this house. She's going to take care of of the kids and take care of the house. Not long after she does move in, though, Leon begins to realize that. Um, there's no difference between her and their parents other than she's kind of siding with Ursula and is very happy to hear that Ursula uh, got a job at the library and is, is looking to go out and Leon doesn't want to lose his, uh, his sister. 
This is the only love he's known now, and this is the only one who's who's supported him and connected with him. So he he feels that the aunt is kind of pushing Ursula out. Uh, so he concocts this uh, scheme that he's going to get the aunt out of there. And by doing that, he drugs Ursula, uh, roofies the shit out of her, gives her a nice roofie colada before she goes to bed. Um, then uh, goes in and somehow gets pinned into the aunt's room, gets himself positioned, and then begins the, I'm right behind you, little speech thing. <laughs> and when she... um. Wait, uh, did their father actually perform an abortion or just the exam to determine if Ursula was pregnant? Either I am way, 99% that sure he performed it. Yeah, I had very much a feeling that he did uh, an yeah. abortion as well, and that's why she was in bed, you know, down, and he, Leon was bringing her flowers and trying to cheer her up and make her happy again. Yeah, you know, it's what you do with the love of your life. Exactly, exactly. The one that uh, you want to rape, according to his poem later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so it he this whole plan that he does with puppet pin and eventually leads to the aunt um having a heart attack and uh, I guess does she she dies from the heart attack right? That's what what it gathers. Yeah, is that she died from the heart attack and they kind of uh, the police kind of chalk it up to oh well did you see all the amount of medication she has on her night on her nightstand you know she clearly you know, took something she should have taken and, and, you know, dropped dead. Yeah. Is what, is what they're thinking. So, um, she's dead. Uh, Dorothy, ding dong, Dorothy's dead. Um, they go on, uh, Ursula continues working at the library, meets a boy there. Uh, Stan, I think was, uh, the boy's name. Yep. Meets Stan, falls head over heels because this is the first time that she actually likes somebody. She's learned, you know, yeah, well, no, because she was she was sleeping around in high school. That's why she got pregnant. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time now that she likes somebody that she hasn't had any kind of sexual intercourse with, and she just likes this person because they're connecting. Um, which drives Leon fucking guano. So, um, guano loco. So, um, he uh invites Stan over for dinner. They, they, Ursula's like, I don't want to do this. No, 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 no. You're fucked in the head. You're going to scare him off. No. So they, they bring him over anyway for a nice uh, dinner. And, um, this is where we, we get that poem because they, uh, how could, oh God, <laughs> this is so disturbing. Cause Leon comes out and says, I'm, I'm a writer. I found out what I want to do with my life. I'm going to be a writer. And he, um, decides he wants to read something after dinner and this whole story about um this the story of this guy who wants to uh, explore the world through sex and he's going out and trying to procreate as much as he can and he's got like 170 something children and now he's contemplating um the next step is rape and uh yeah that's a lot of kids yeah, um, yeah i was just i need, need to count my my feet hang on yeah. <laughs> so the next step is rape. And then at the end of the story, he's uh, Leon's talking about the character looks down in shock at his own sister and it's revealed dun 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 the character raped his own sister. Um you had that button. 
Oh. Uh. There you go. Thank you. You know what? <laughs> that actually kind of came through crackly. I it did if... come through crackly. Wonder... But my voice is fine. I wonder. Is the problem not me? <laughs> It's you. It's not me. Hold on. You did that and everything crackled. Yes, yeah, just a couple of children. That is crackly. You know, the beauty of this is that I like it when it's not my fault. But I'm not going to point my finger at you and say, ha, 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 it's your fault. Because <clears throat> that would be very juvenile. And that's something I don't, I don't do. And, um, uh, oh, hey. Here we go. Wait, <laughs> is that better? This that's is like not... an eye exam. Oh. That it was number one or number two. Oh, God. What'd you do? I had, to, I had to reset the, the Zoom board because the, the USB wasn't uh, going well. You uh, can stop your recording because we're just going to rip the audio from Zoom again. <laughs> okay. Are you sure you want me to stop it? I'll stop it yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. Gonna stop. To. I should have kept on going just in case. But... That was clean, man. That was so clean. <laughs> Even Kevin's like, it's perfect. No more crackle. All right. Every so often I'm entitled to fuck up to. We're good. We're good. I, I just, you know, it's so rare that it's not me. Exactly. That, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that I'm really relishing in this. And re Ooh, fun. We could have hot dogs for dinner. Relish. Um, I'm really... <laughs> It's like Homer Simpson in the background. Mm, <laughs> um, <laughs> lips and assholes. Uh, I'm going to keep on talking into the microphone just for effect, you know, because it, you know, the, the second part of the name is podcast. So yeah, <laughs> makes it makes it look fancy. All right. Anyway. <laughs> You're banned, Michael. <laughs> Kevin, get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> All right. So anyway, continuing on, continuing on, uh, Stan is, is very, um, nervous now. He, he's very concerned about the, about Ursula being in the, the house, same house as this guy and tells her that he needs help. You know, that he just wrote a story about raping his own sister. You don't feel, you know, threatened with this. And, uh, she does not. So, um, he kind of goes about his merry way and, uh, Unfortunately, Leon overhears this conversation. Now, Leon is is pissed off. He's angry. Tries to talk with Pin. Pin doesn't really give him, you know, the information that he wants. So he goes out and um, decides he's going to get rid of Stan on his own. Uh, so he invites Stan over to plan a surprise birthday party for Ursula. Um, when he comes in, he ends up uh, bludgeoning Lee, uh, Stan to death. Or so he thinks. Well, there's one thing. Um, 
when he comes in, he <laughs> when he comes in, he goes, he's all nice to him and everything like that, and he tries to get him to drink, and he's like, no, no, you know, I, I, I don't want anything, because it's completely normal for I'm gonna I'm gonna wager a guess because we're watching these kids growing up, so let, let's say that they're 20 at this point, maybe, or at least he's in his 20s. He's offering the guy a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Now, 1988, I, I I get it, but still, wouldn't you have offered him a beer? This guy doesn't look like the wine drinking type to me. But in either case, he already knows. He's like, this dude's whacked. Like, I don't want anything. You can just see the look on his face. He's like, I, I, I really don't want this. But somehow he ends up getting it anyway and still getting his dumbass fucking drugged. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh well my explanation for that would be they're it's it's a family home um they're very well to do I don't think they really oh, had beer in the house I think they were yeah. definitely wine and champagne kind of family yeah no you're right you're right so um but anyway um carrying on uh let's see uh yeah he uh, Legend him legends legends him to death yep with a wooden sculpture. Uh, then he cleans up the, the mess and, uh, Ursula comes in and she's wondering where Stan is because they're supposed to be going out on a date. And, uh, Leon tells her, well, oh, I'm so sorry. Stan called and, uh, he had to cancel the date. He has to go take care of a sick friend. What the hell are you drinking? You heard that? Yeah. We all heard that. Really? Yeah. You heard that? Yep. (laughs) At that time I did it on purpose. No, I, I was I was moving cups. Gotcha. So um, he he cleans up all the blood on the on the carpet. Uh, she comes home and she doesn't really believe it, but she goes through you know normal. Um, at some point, we've got Leon. Oh, way before all of this, which well, never mind. I'm I'm bouncing all over the place again. So sorry, guys. I'm usually better than this. I don't know what the hell's going on. But anyway. Uh, Long story short, she finds the wet spot, giggity. Uh, <laughs> she finds the uh, the watch and um, runs outside, gets an axe, comes back, and goes to, you know, draws it up over her head and is about to bring it down on Leon as he's uh, screaming and, and blocking it, and it fades to white. Then we, uh, we find out that um, uh, Stan is still alive, he's safe, um... And, the axe got uh, brought down on pin. What's that? The axe clearly got brought down on pin, so she destroyed pin. Yeah. Essentially destroying Leon. So now Leon, years later, uh, is in belief that he's pin. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of at this point taking on the persona because Leon is gone uh, mentally. He Leon does not exist anymore. And now Pin is there and she comes. Well, we don't find this out yet. She kind of comes in and she's talking to the back of what looks like Pin and says, you know, um, we're going on vacation. You know, are you okay? And um, uh, Pin asks if, you know, uh, she's heard from Leon. Uh, She says no. Pin says, you know, he misses him very much. And um, that's the end. Ursula's crying and that's the end of the movie. Uh Thoughts? Uh, I had a few. Be be, be honest. Um, all right. So this isn't the first time I've seen David Hewlett in something else other than Stargate. Um, he had a movie 
you god at this point in time gotta be at least 15 years ago um with the guy who played the doctor from from stargate uh, atlantis as well and in this movie he kind of played a uh, um a person whose family was dead uh you know all he, all he had left was his uh, I, I think his actual sister i think actually played his sister in in the uh in the movie but also doing this kind of crazy where you know he was neurotic he had uh he was consistently washing his hands all the time kind of kind of add ish you know, type of thing um so this wasn't the first time i've seen him in this in this type of uh, uh type of field um it is the first time i've seen him look like zach from say by the bell uh at some point in time i i was almost sure like his shirt was coming off and he was going to be like rippling muscle man and i was just going to turn it off at that point exactly Exactly. I was going to turn the whole thing off at that point and uh, take it into the bathroom. No. Um, nice legs. <laughs> what time they open? <laughs> Anytime. Um, so that said, uh, he's always fantastic in, in everything I've seen him uh, at this point. Um, and did you, did you see that? Hmm. That message that just popped up on Zoom. You don't see that? Well, we've been on uh, Facebook the whole time, so I don't know. Oh, I know that's that's kind of bizarre. I wonder why that popped up. Uh, anywho, um, maybe lose my entire train of thought. Uh, Debbie Hill was fantastic. Uh, I'm not familiar with the woman who played his sister. Um, I am very familiar with Terry O'Quinn. I mean, I was sure a good chunk of the people who here uh, are. But I mean. If you've never seen Lost, if you've ever seen, you know, the Stepfather movies or whichever, he's always fantastic. Uh, this movie definitely surprised me in in the fact of how well of a psychological fuck it was, um, as sometimes independent movies can do. I wouldn't actually can't even really call it. Can we call this an independent movie? I mean, it was eighty eight. No, no, it was uh, it was a big budget. It was a big uh, budget. Also, well. Not a huge budget, but it had a, a decent budget. It was a straight to video in Canada. Um, Canada, I had a feeling it was good. Yeah, <laughs> everybody yeah. in it was good. Like, uh, anyway. um, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, no, you know, I I don't think I'd watch it a, a second time. Like I said, I fr- I'm friend zoning it just for the sake of David Hewlett and because I like David Hewlett. Mm-hmm. But um, it 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 definitely got me to the point where I didn't expect. You know, I didn't expect everything that was going on in this movie. I didn't expect him to crack. You know, I didn't expect him to, uh, to, to become pin at the end of it. You know, it's like a complete reversal uh, of it um, from one persona, you know, to, to flip completely. And now his actual self is gone. And now he's just this dummy. Um, I'm impressed over the fact of the daughter, excuse me, the uh, sister, recognized at, at an early age, my brother's got a problem. And mm-hmm. that's why part of the reason why she took the job at the library is so she could have free access to all these books, you know, to, to read about psychological problems and stuff like that. Even at one point in time, when she's having a conversation with, with Stan, she even says, you don't think I know what's going on here. She's like, I know my brother's a, a paranoid schizophrenic. She's like, I've read every psychology, psychology book you could possibly get, but just because you know it, I'm still upset that she didn't do anything to help it. Yeah. You know, she never once ever called the doctor and said, hey, you know, could you maybe come by here, you know, check up on my brother or something like that. You know, 
for half a second, I was like, you know, it was the eighties, maybe things were a little bit different, but I still feel like if that was me, you know, and I saw my brother going through this, I think I would have done something or at least tried to talk to him or at least like called somebody to come by, you know, try to take over the situation. Um, Cause he wasn't safe. You know, he absolutely yeah. wasn't safe, but uh, not to him, not to everyone around. Did yeah. you get to see that too with that poetry and the story that he was writing? Because mm-hmm. that is his deepest thoughts. That's his his deepest uh, subconscious, and yeah. it, it comes out to he wants to he wants to have sex. He wants to procreate, and what they, what they to, call it again? They called it oh, having the need. Yeah, you have the need. What yeah. they're calling it. Yeah. So there there was a lot in there. It was his need. It was his drive. He he. It, from what we've saw, from what we see in that whole thing, he never uh, acted on that. So he, this was him kind yeah. of putting it out on paper. Uh, that was his way of acting on it. So, so, so if that's the case, okay, if let's just say for shits and giggles, and if uh, you know what, I'm going to say earmuffs right now because if he had just let one go, you know, just rub one out at a younger age, do you think he would have been in the situation he was in later? <laughs> who knows maybe maybe because i i think this all kind of stemmed um from not he couldn't differentiate between fantasy and reality what was real yeah. what was make-believe because his father never connected with him and never taught him that his yeah, father yeah. used the disconnect and used the inanimate object as a way to communicate with his kids yeah. and i think that's what helped lead to uh, Pin taking on, or um, Leon taking on the persona of Pin as well, so he could disconnect, and this was his way to interact with everybody around yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I want to touch on too about the parents, um, the you were you were mentioning before how you know when the parents when the parents were dead, you know, and the kid and the funeral was all over and everything, and it was just the two kids sitting in the living room. Why where uh, why they weren't grieving? And mm-hmm. I had a thought to that, and my thought to that was they were, the parents were incredibly strict. At least the mother was incredibly strict from what you could tell. Everything in the house was covered in plastic. Yes. Everything. I mean, you know, okay, sure. Eighties, you know, sometimes you have a, a special couch, you know, that's covered in plastic, whatever, but this is everything. I mean, the throw pillows, everything's covered in plastic. Um, everything's monitored. Everything is, is done uh, uh, systematically and, and whichever in that house. Mm-hmm. Now they're free. Now they they don't have to keep that that stuff on the couch. They don't have to eat what they're being told to eat. They can do whatever the hell they want. This is the first time they've tasted freedom. So I think that's part of the reason why they weren't as upset. It's like, okay, yeah, we lost mom and dad. We're upset we lost mom and dad. But I can have a cheeseburger right now on this couch without this this uh, thing on it, and no one's going to yell at me for it. You know, I can go to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning. No one's going to yell at me for it. Then the aunt comes in. And the aunt, like you said, is very similar to the mother, mm-hmm. you know, where she's just as, um, uh, what was that? It was just totally emotionally, sexually repressed. Was cool. Yeah. Not to mention the nurse incident. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Jacqueline, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. Um, so then the, the aunt's in there and the aunt is just as bad as the mother. And, you know, so of course, and they didn't want, uh, anyone to see pin. You know, so what, what does Leon say? He goes, well, I'll have to hide pin. I have to put pin like in the attic. And then he locks the attic door. And what makes him snap to the aunt is the aunt's like, well, I'll just call locksmith in the morning. We'll get in there. Yeah. 
And that's what really pushes him over the edge to like, okay, yeah, we can't do that. You know, Pim's got to stay. Uh, then the furthering of, of what he does to Pim, like he, he sees him as so much as a friend, like I need to put him in clothes. So he puts his dad's clothes on Pim. And then later on, it's like, you know what? It's not good. He needs a face. So he puts a face on Pim with hair, you know, which made it incredibly creepy at that point in time. But just at that uh, point, <laughs> yeah, just at that point, okay. it was everything was fine up until you know Pin had a had a flesh face, uh, <laughs> and a beautiful head of hair. Um, so yeah, I mean it. It yeah, it was a fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I I actually I guess we can we can get into to rating it then because uh, most of what I want to talk about is is part of my rating so okay. um do you want to go ahead and, and rate it then yeah sure we can we can we can do that um i'm uh I, i'm oddly enough i uh, gave this a solid three uh for me um mainly for the sake of we did get boobs for half a second we got boobs uh they're canadian boobs you know so it gets a half of a half star no it's not true. um so it got a little bit of a bump because because of the boobs but uh the story itself was pretty decent, you know, and going, they did a really good job of taking us down this rabbit hole with, with Leon. Um, and I, for the most part, you know, like I said, I enjoyed it. it it's I'm friend zoning it. Uh, I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but I, I enjoyed it. So uh, that's, uh, that's me. And, and uh, what is you? Uh, I, I had a really hard time with this one. I, I didn't even think about the, um, the half star bump, um, but yeah, with that because the Canadian uh, boobs yeah. were so dismissible, you just dismissed them. <laughs> um, so well, hopefully, if, if uh, Soju listens to this, you know he'll get a kick out of us uh, giving it the half star for the Yabos. But um, <laughs> no, I, with that in mind, given that the half star bump, I yep. was coming in. I couldn't decide between a three and three and a half anyway, so I'm yep. giving it. The, I'm giving it the full three and a half this time. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, it started off, I'm not going to lie, it started off really slow. Um, that coupled with uh, Rita cracking jokes a lot with it, which was fun. <laughs> it was it was fine. Um, so please don't, don't think I'm saying don't crack jokes, honey. <laughs> Go ahead and, and crack jokes. Um, but once we, we kind of started focusing on the movie a little more, in absorbing what was was you know being told to us the the psychology of it i actually felt bad for leon i i didn't um i don't think he was a bad person i just think yeah. he was he obviously had some sort of mental <clears throat> issue yep. now whether it was he yeah he did have bits of schizophrenia because he created the the two separate personalities broke away from from reality all of that he um he did obviously have that but he wasn't all there to begin with he he was either extremely smart or not quite where he should be um intelligently so that sure, sure. tells me uh based off of today you know what we know today he was probably on the spectrum somewhere on top of that so I felt bad for him. This is somebody who had something going on that nobody could recognize mm -hmm. and it was tormenting him. And as such, those of us outside uh, Stan, for example, outside of it, 
just saw uh, someone who needed psychiatric help and needed to have him put away. And yeah, yeah. I, to me, I, I sympathized with Leon through it. Now, yes, Leon did have some itch, some issues, and I think we're supposed to kind of pull away from that character. But I, I couldn't. I felt bad for him. I kind of wanted to to take him aside and be like, "Come here, Leon. Let me let me don't rape your sister. Come on, let, <laughs> let's change this. Maybe maybe make it your your next door neighbor. Maybe you know why is it got to be your sister, Leon? You kind of want to guide him." You know, <laughs> you lost audio again. Oh, did I? Sorry. How did you lose audio? I don't know. I, I didn't know. do it. Is it gone again? I didn't say oh, any of that. Things get hitched all the time. Hey, and he's back. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. Orlando. Well, welcome. It's way too late for me to say that. All right. Uh, I'm so sorry, Jackie. This this was one of our, our worst technical I- issue episodes. I don't know what the hell is going on yeah. and why I suddenly sound fucking flat again. Um, Can can you hear me again? Yeah, I can hear you, but there's still some crackles every so often. This is, this is kind of bizarre. It's something, obviously, it's any more of a humid day than normal or something like that, maybe? We did have a shit ton of lightning today, so I don't know if there's just something in the air. Yeah, surge protection? Oh, yeah. No, I've got okay. battery backup and surge protectors okay. everywhere. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, three and a half. Um, <laughs> let's, you know what? Let's see. Double, double feature. 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 Let's just carry on. What are you going to double feature this shit with? Oh, what am I going to double feature this shit with? Um, to be totally honest, I didn't even think of a movie to double feature this with. I, I forgot about the double feature. But, uh, if you want to talk about your double feature, I'll grab one right now. Sure. I was I was curious what I was going to double feature this one with, but I thought I would continue with the theme of uh, psychological and mental breakdown. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and partner this one with um, American Psycho. Fuck, that was a lot quicker than I expected. <laughs> psychological. You, you're looking up psychological horror. All right. No, no, right, I would so never do that. I'm looking at Thriller. I would look at uh, pairing this with American Psycho because I do like uh, both of them have that that subtle descent uh, for Patrick Bateman, for example. It's a little more uh, emphasized. It's a little more in your face, his descent into madness. Um, With this one, it's a little more subtle and you kind of feel bad for them. You do feel bad for Patrick Bateman in a way as well. So I see that you are all set. So I'm going to go ahead and finish my talking and let you jump into what you would double feature this with. Uh. It's perfect. I didn't even didn't even consider it, and it's one of the best psychological movies I think I've seen in a long time. Joker. Yeah, good good point. Yeah, the second I typed in psychological thriller, number two popped up Joker, and I went fuck. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, uh, that movie was right up there. It really makes you feel for the character as far as how he gets fucked up and stuff like that. Yeah, I felt really bad for mm-hmm. uh, Joker. That was a fantastic movie. I, I it was do very good. You know, good. Good job. I give you props on that one. Woo, uh, I typed quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, you know what that means. You know what our, this brings us to. Hello, kitties. It's your old putrid body. Uh, buddy, the Crypt Keeper here. It seems I get to introduce a segment on a low-budget 
podcast where unsuspecting victims call in and let their shrieks be heard. <laughs> oh, the fear of it all. But you know how the old saying goes. The Marg, the Maria. <laughs> Tell us all your fears in a piece we like to call Tales from the Phone Line. <laughs> so this Tales from the Phone Line is, uh, we, we were scrambling for a question to ask. And once again... Uh, I we didn't have anything prepared for this episode to ask for what our next episode's question is going to be, but I think I have something in mind. But anyway, we kind of scrambled and we put together, uh, kind of blurted it out. What was our favorite uh, shark movie? So we got a few phone calls, and uh, we're just going to go ahead and run down the list in the order that they came in. Coming in first is Laura. So favorite shark movie. I had to ponder this one for a few hours. Obviously, Jaws is going to be the number one favorite for most people, as it is one of the better shark movies. However, I'm going to change this up to be my favorite terrible shark movie. Now, I have seen dozens and dozens. Shark movies are my all-time favorite horror. So I'm going to have to pick Six-Headed Shark Attack. Hear me out. As stupid and terrible in the acting as horrible as it was the movie was atrocious however it was incredibly entertaining it was super entertaining even though the story was incredibly terrible you could watch it laugh and have fun to me it was better than the sharknado movies so i don't know there's my two cents six-headed shark six heads now, what's funny is Six-Headed Shark, if I remember correctly, was uh, later on in the installment. It actually, I think, started with Three-Headed Shark, and then right. it kept growing heads, four-head, five-head, six-head. Um, yeah, but hers is Six-Headed Shark. Thoughts? Uh, I'm actually typing that in to see what we are told about the sharks and I typed in the wrong spot. I went right into IMDb. I didn't just type it in the Google. Um, I've never seen any of those multiple headed shark attack movies um, at all. I have not either. Uh, uh, I'm a so fan I, of I, octopus. I, so you say shark octopus? Yeah, I stuck with those. <laughs> she was so passionate about it. She was very passionate about it. Someone really likes that six headed shark. There you go. Starts with two. There is no four. All I ask no for sharks with wow, just... laser beams. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin's favorite shark movie is Austin Powers. Um, no, we'll we'll get to Kevin. Oh, we'll get to Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, six headed shark is the first one we've gotten. Yeah, two, three, five, and six. Yeah, it kept growing heads. Wow. So... What, uh, what happened to four? Why? Uh, why doesn't he get four? Why didn't he start with one? That's a good point. Yeah. So, well, it probably did start with one, then it became two. Part one was actually two. Part one was Part one is two, headed shark. Uh, headed shark. <laughs> <laughs> headed shark attack. Wow, I wonder where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a, another one. This one actually breaks out of the norm and goes into... Salsa shark. 
Hi, Michael. Um, just calling to let you know about my um, favorite shark movie. It actually does not have shark in the name, but it's Finding Nemo um, with Bruce and Anchor and Chum. It's animated. It's funny. And you know me, I'm not much into horror, but it's my favorite shark movie. Um, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Again, it's your favorite mother-in-law. Bye. <laughs> and hopefully only mother-in-law. <laughs> well, in this state. But, um, so... <laughs> uh, so that was cute. I, I tried to get other people to, to call in and leave messages as well by using that as an example and saying, oh, did you really? Yeah, we, we got this, this voicemail and I started, uh, you know, telling people, well, it doesn't have to be a full fledged shark movie. So long as there's, you know, sharks in it, like, like shark tale or, or finding Nemo or something like that. So, yeah. um, it, we did, we, we got a few calls. So, uh, right now we're at six headed shark and, uh, finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Let's see what Steve says. Hey, what's going on, guys? Steven here. Um, so I've been thinking about this for the whole week, and I have to say the most ridiculous movie I've ever watched, hands down, is Ghost Shark. Um, if you just can't imagine it from the name, spoiler alert, the shark dies and comes back as a ghost. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, you guys should definitely watch it. Let us know. All right. Yes. Also, you lost the game. Ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> you got me, Steve. What happened? You look up the game. Just go to Google and search the game. That's all you the need. Game. But um, yeah, Ghost Shark. I think that's the one that has the shark. At one point, the spirit of the shark actually comes up through the toilet into someone's ass and uh, gets them that way. Um, oh. <laughs> it's. It, uh, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Ghost Shark was so stupid, but so what the fuck. House Shark. Yeah, there there was a ton of them. Um, House Shark. You haven't heard of a lot of these, have you? No, no. To be to be fair, once SG One and Stargate Atlantis and fuck even Battlestar, once all those shows were done on Sci Fi and they changed their whole format, I stopped watching Sci Fi. I haven't actually like, like really watched Sci Fi channels in a long time. Sand sharks. Oh, sand yeah. sharks. There were, there were, there was years where it was just how many, it's like they were filming these movies once a week. Oh yeah. And, and I'm out there. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, so yeah, now we've, we've got uh six headed shark finding Nemo ghost shark. Let's see what mm-hmm. Kevin says. Hey guys, it's Kev. I just wanted to give my two cents on the best shark movie. Gotta be Jaws. I uh, tore the force of, the cast uh, made me fall in love with Narragansett beer, classic one-liners. Uh, what more can be said that hasn't already been said? Uh, second choice would obviously be Deep Blue Sea, underrated movie in my opinion. Curious to know what you guys think. Thanks, and I'll keep watching even though I'm banned. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. You, you, I, I guys, like you guys know my thoughts on Deep Blue Sea, because I'm pretty sure... We went and saw that in the theater as well, and then watched it on Blu-ray. Or not Blu-ray, sorry, DVD. Uh, what? No. Oh. They can't fucking swim backwards, okay? And then no, they can't not swim only backwards. that, they, they just they stop. They stop like in mid-fucking water. They, they don't, you know, back and forth kind of. They just stop and hover like a 
No. No, that one gets on my nerves almost as much as 13 Ghosts. Okay, So. so you have to admit, turn off your brain, go for the ride, and Deep Blue Sea... I love that he hates it. There you go. David and I can get along. You see, it it's not horrible. It's really not. It's it's a turn off your brain, go for the ride movie that that for God's sake, Samuel Jackson. It's one of the best deaths for Samuel Jackson ever in a movie. Ever. No, you're you're shaking it. At... No, I hate uh, it. I Thomas hate that Shane. Movie. I hate that movie almost as much as 13 Ghosts. Wow. Well, how do you feel about Jaws? I do like Jaws. I love Jaws. Jaws yeah, is fantastic. We, totally, we, we uh, definitely reviewed uh, Jaws uh, shit a year ago at this point, I think. Did we, we talk re- about Jaws? Yeah. We didn't review Jaws, did we? Yeah, we did. All right, I'm going to have to yeah, go back we, on that one. Yeah, you're going to have to go back <laughs> on it. We totally, totally reviewed Jaws. Uh, David brought up Sharkenstein. That's two episodes in a row now that we've talked about Sharkenstein. Uh, or Sharkenstein. Um, yeah, again, you, you take a, a shark movie where you piece together all the worst parts of killer sharks and you implant Hitler's brain and heart. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong with that? That just sounds like... Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Uh, See what Laura just said. If you if you watch it in slow mo, Samuel L. Jackson is, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is smiling. Yeah, because he's I, he knows he's about to get motherfuckered. I don't think I ever noticed that, and I will be doing that. You're used to swimming with bow legged women. Jaws. What? Jaws. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So that was uh, that was our question for uh, this episode, which had absolutely nothing to do with the show itself that we were watching. So. Um, we're going to go ahead and, uh, I'll let Chris know what our next movie is going to be, or which our next movie, by the way, surprisingly is a Patreon pick. Somebody contributed on Patreon and picked a movie for us again. Yay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Someone gave us money. Somebody gave us money and we don't have to give it back. We don't have. No, no, we don't have to give it back. They're actually paying us to review a movie for them. Holy shit, that happens. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that means that means don't, that it's clearly don't working. get too excited. Don't get too excited. I haven't told you what the movie is yet. And, and you also didn't say who paid. So I mean, it, what, someone who's not family, right? I mean, that's yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, this is actually somebody <laughs> from um, who listens to uh, one of our brother podcasts. So let me let me double check something here. Well, we call them sisters. <laughs> we thought about that. Yeah, but um, one of our sister guests. So uh so our next movie yes is uh going to be Oops. the dinner party. The dinner party. Mm-hmm. The dinner party. This was actually uh, picked by uh listener Todd. Dinner. Who is not with us tonight? He is not with us tonight, no. God rest his soul. Dinner party. You're looking it up now, aren't you? I am looking it up. Um Okay. It looks, yeah. it looks, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, now. Oh, that's so great. Uh, it's only 116 minutes. Just shy of two hours. Mm. Mm. Can we give the money back? <laughs> 
No, we cannot. So we're going to. Uh, <clears throat> I have with it is Jeremy London's in it. That's my only issue. Can't stand Shit, him. Really? Yeah. But uh, our next voicemail, by the way, for those of you who would like to call in and leave a voicemail for our next episode, is going to be, and this is something I asked on um, that other podcast's uh, Slack channel, but what was uh, a scene in a movie that has affected you for your life? So, like, for example, I'll give you mine. Um, I will never ever stick my blank hand into the garbage disposal. Yo, I will get okay. tongs, I'll get tweezers, I'll get whatever I need to to reach down there as best I can, but I will never stick my hand in a garbage disposal because you see it all the damn time in a horror movie. And it doesn't matter if they turn it on and it gets ground up or if nothing happens. You get out of it fine. It's the music and the dun 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 the the tension that builds when they put their hand in there because you know something's coming. Uh, I will never put my hand in a garbage disposal. So that's what we want to know. What has happened in a movie that has affected you in your personal life that you will uh, has affected you in some way? So we'll go with that. That's uh, that's fair. I actually have one that just immediately popped in my head. Nice. Oddly enough, has something to do with what we're talking about. Are you going to call and leave Hopefully. a voicemail? <laughs> I can. I can. I can share it right now, or uh, I can. I can leave a voicemail. I mean, either either way is fine. I can do both, really. Make make notes. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. Here, make so, notes. Gonna, uh, I'll try to think of another one. Um, <clears throat> can make what? notes. Yeah. No notes. Yeah. No notes. No. Oh, I had Moe's for dinner, and it's coming back. Mm. All right. That's because you had Moe's for dinner. All right, guys. So if you uh, ever want to listen to our audio, um, <laughs> Sorry. you can find us on uh, Podbean, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, pretty much anywhere where you can find quality podcasts, you can also find us. So uh, we're a little further down on the list. Um you can also, oh, uh, YouTube. I always forget to, to mention YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you can also contribute to us, like Todd did, picking our next movie through uh, Patreon, uh, which is great. We also have a GoFundMe account, which I'm not sure is still open, but it's there. You can go see if you can send us money through there. Or hit me up through private message, and we'll send you either my PayPal or Chris's PayPal. You can send us some money and tell us what movie you'd like us to discuss. All of the money that you sent to us does not go into our pockets. It does go towards the show. It helps pay our monthly fees. It helps us rent some of these movies you want us to talk about. But nothing is profit out of this. In fact, we still have a larger expenditure than we do profit on this thing. So... Uh, we do this because we enjoy doing it. It's a cheap excuse for me to talk to my friend Chris, and we enjoy making you guys laugh. So, um, although I see we lost two listeners as soon as I started talking about that, so fuck you all. You're like, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. You want money? <laughs> fuck this amount. <clears throat> so anyway, guys, uh, as always, we're gonna go ahead and end the show here, and uh, we'll probably stick around for a little bit and talk. If you'd like to hang out and uh, bullshit with us, we'd love to have you hang out with us. Um, and I guess uh, nothing left to do but uh... fuck this shit I'm out Mm-mm. fuck this shit I'm out no thanks don't mind me I'ma just grab my stuff and leave excuse me please 
Fuck this shit, I'm out. No. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs>